Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. Happy New Year from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Today's program is brought to you in part by the financial support of our listeners. And I want to thank Paul so much for sending along a donation via PayPal at support.greatdetectives.net. Also want to thank Benjamin for sending us a Zelle transfer to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Thank you so much for your support. Well, now it's time for today's episode of Nightbeat. And the original air date on this one is June the 26th of 1952. And this one is Reformer. NBC presents, transcribed, Frank Lovejoy in Night Beat. Hi, this is Randy Stone. I cover the Night Beat for the Chicago Star. If you've ever come to doubt the power of the people to change something they don't like, if you've ever said to yourself, things aren't going so well, but there's nothing I can do about it, then let me tell you the story of a farming man from Hudson, Illinois, who blew into town one evening, mobilized a force of Chicago citizenry, and fought the king of corruption as no one else has ever done, under the banner of love. I was people-browsing in the Illinois Central Depot at the tip of Roosevelt Road one evening. I checked the Traveler's Aid Bureau for a possible story lead, but nothing had presented itself. I was about to say goodbye when a loose-jointed, long-faced traveler ambled in, closed the door softly, and gently placed his cardboard suitcase on the floor and looked over the counter at Miss Holstead. She asked him if she could help him. He looked at her a moment, scratched his double chin pensively, smacked his lips, and began... Well, I was kind of wondering. Yes? Where's the hotel? There's a number of them, sir. Uh, May I give you a list of them? How much is it? Uh, No charge. Here you are. See, that's mighty kind. Mm, Lots of them. I I ain't got too much cash on me. Well, we can't recommend any one hotel in particular. Uh, Miss Holstead, maybe I... Oh, uh... this is Mr. Stone. He's with the Chicago Star. Perhaps he can help you. Just call if you want me, sir. Oh, it ain't too important, Mr. Stone. I can stay any place. I stay a lot of places. I wouldn't bed down a hog. Would you prefer some place in the loop? What's the loop? Downtown, the Civic Center. My name's Benjamin Joseph Tusher. I'm from Hudson, Illinois. I'm not very versified in how this here place is laid out. I come here only for a couple of days. My wife didn't come with me. Business? Yeah, kind of, might say. You mind if I ask what sort of business? I'm a newspaper reporter. I... Sometimes ask personal questions. I hope you don't resent Reformer. Me. I beg your pardon? Reformer. Oh. I heard about the crime you people got up here. I'm a reformer by trade. I thought I'd try to clean things up. Crime? Crime, yeah. Counterfeit, larceny. I'm a specialist in all of them. Single-handed? My uncle was Ned Kensing. Uh-huh. You, you heard of him? Well, the name's familiar. Cleaned up the West. Sheriff, ten counties. Taught me everything I know... Loop? Yeah. That ought to be all right. Let's get a room in the loop. 
Benjamin Joseph Tusher, reformer by trade from Hudson, Illinois, took a room in a small inexpensive hotel on Van Buren Street. He tested the bed, he opened the window, and the dirt blew in. He didn't say anything for a few minutes. I didn't know it at the time, but he was listening for the elevator to go by again. What do they call it? Elevated. Goes on all night like that? I'm afraid so, but for the price you want to pay... Same train? Hmm? Every time that thing goes by, it sounds like the same train. Couldn't be the same train. No. Not a dirt in the air. Well, in this section... I better close the window, else I'll have to take another bath. Well, I guess I better go right to work. Oh, it's two in the morning, Ben. Why don't you get some sleep? And then tomorrow morning... Crime goes on most at night. That's true, but... Corruption breeds in darkness. I gotta go right to work. Where's the main tavern and dance hall? Well, there's the pump room of the Ambassador East. Let's go. You can't go in without a tie. Got one right here. String type. My wife made me take it. Ben, look. Chicago needs cleaning up, all right, but it's more than a one-man job. My uncle was Ned Kensing. Nevertheless. He had a formula that never failed. What is that? Love. Love? Love. Love corruption right out of this town. Just the way Uncle Ned did. Ben, where are you going? I'm out to find me the nest of crime. And when I do, I'm going to love it to death. I finally convinced Ben to go to sleep and begin his campaign the next day. I finished my appointed rounds, wrote my story, went home and slept. Next afternoon, I went over to Ben's hotel. Ben was getting dressed, and on the bed was a pile of pamphlets. Afternoon. Afternoon. What's the pamphlets? Take one. They're free. Love against corruption. That's the name of the party. Join with us in our crusade to cleanse this metropolis of crime and vagrancy. That's our platform. Copied word for word from Uncle Ned's pamphlet, 1897. No dues, no button, no name, no pin. Just say I'm with you, we take you in. I'm going out to Union Square. Somebody told me that would be a good place to start. Where'd you get these pamphlets printed? Recruited up a printer in the organization, among others. It's been a lively morning. Come in. Here are some more pamphlets, Mr. Tusher. Right off the press. Thanks, Miss Jewell. This is Randy Stone, Chicago Star. How do you do? Welcome to the party, Mr. Stone. Oh, thank you. I also call John Lahr, just as you said to do. He's a difficult man to reach. John Lahr? You've heard of him, of course. Ben, what's the matter with you? You're trying to commit suicide? Fun is fun, but John Lahr... Don't you worry, Mr. Stone. Mr. Stone's a worrier, Miss Jewell. Oh, Lahr is the number one boy, Ben. I know it. He runs organized crime in Chicago. I know it. Oh, Ben, don't be crazy. You'll get yourself killed. Lahr doesn't fuss around. Mr. Stone... I learned a lot of things today. One of them is, the law ain't been able to tag Mr. Lahr with a thing. That's how clever he's been. The other is that everybody's scared to death of John Lahr, and nobody's gone after him. Our political party means to attack him with love. Right, Miss Jewell? Attack with love. That's right, Mr. Tusher. Sing, Miss Jewell. Well, I'm not a very good singer. Go on, I want Mr. Stone to hear it. Mr. Stone, this is our campaign song. <clears throat> Love corruption out of town, Tusher, Tusher. Love corruption out of town, the Benny Tusher way. I wrote it myself. Gone to work all night, gone gone to work work all all day. day. We'll love love corruption corruption out of town, the Benny Benny Tusher way. That's very nice. Well, have we got an appointment to see John Lahr, Miss Jewell? I just couldn't, Mr. Tusher. I see. Well, I guess we've got to go without an appointment. Oh, now, Ben, come on, now listen to me. Sing your song. Give out your pamphlets. But please, don't kid around with John Lahr. Please. 
I'm the natural leader of a great and grown political party, Mr. Stone. Our battle is with Mr. Lar. He's the boss of the other side. You with us or against us? With us or against us, Mr. Stone. Ben. You for corruption? Well, no, but... Then you're with us. Love corruption out of town, the Tusher, Tusher. Love corruption out of town, the Benny Tusher way. Ben Tusher was a changed man. He'd been suddenly transformed from a humble farmer to the leader of his own political party, and his big guns of love were aimed at the emperor of Chicago crime. The three of us started for John Lars Gold Coast penthouse. I did my best to talk Ben out of his visit, but my voice was lost under the words of his fight song. We made it to the right floor without mishap, but at the entrance to the Lar apartment, we were met by six and a half feet of muscle in gray double-breasted. What can I do for you? I'm Benjamin Joseph Tusher, Hudson, Illinois. Uh-huh. This is Miss Ernestine Jewell. Uh-huh. And Mr. Randy Stone. Uh-huh. We'd like to see Mr. Lar, please. Uh-uh. On business. On your way. We represent the Love Against Corruption Party. I'm campaign chairman. Go elsewhere. Come on, Ben. You heard the man. Oh, please, Mr. Stone. Here, my friend, a pamphlet. Keep it. Now scram. No solicitors. Can't you read the signs? Ben, I think he means it. Discretion is the better part of valor. I think we ought to sing our way in. Oh, no. Wonderful idea. Love corruption out of town. The Tusher, Tusher. Love corruption out of town. The Benny Tusher way. Gone to work all night. Gone to work all day. Love corruption out of town. The Benny Tusher way. What is this? Ed, what's the idea? Nuts, oh. folks. Absolutely crazy. A bunch of idiots. Sure well, give them a dollar and send them away. Here, here's a dollar. Now get out of here or I'll call the police. Ben, come on, Ben. Mr. Stone, please. Let go. Mr. Lar? Yes? I'm Ben Tusher. This Miss Ernestine Jewell. This Mr. Randy Stone. Fine. This is your first warning, Mr. Lar. What did you say? I am the leader of a great and growing party fighting against corruption. That means you, Mr. Lar. I'll put it this way. Either leave town voluntarily or we'll drive you out of town with love. Love. Now, boss. I must have escaped from somewhere. Now? Now, gently, Eddie. They may mean votes. Right. Ben, let's go. Come on. Out. Oh, keep your hands off me, you big... Out. Great and growing party, Mr. Lars. Ben, come on. Out. Let go. Hands off, big stuff. He's not that young anymore. Okay. See? No hands. Now, before I beat all your heads in, blow. Had Mr. Lar not been a gentleman gangster, we might have been treated a mite rougher. As it was, Ben Tusher's collar was only slightly mangled and Miss Jewell wasn't touched at all. Ben was undaunted. From Mr. Lar's apartment, we followed our leader to Union Square. Ben climbed aboard a bench, put his pamphlets beside him, and started to assail the park obituaries with samples of old-fashioned oratory. He began with the best of gimmicks. The giveaway. It's free, it's free, everything is free, it's free. Free, hey, free. Come on and get it, it's free. Miss Jewel, get out of the way, you'll get crushed in the rush. Isn't he wonderful? I didn't know he had it in him. Get them, get them before they're all gone. Limited supply, they're free. They don't even know what he's giving away. They don't care, it's free. Get them now, here they are. Fine. Now, in exchange for the gift, just a second of your time. Turn the page to the inside. Describes our political party. We're against corruption. So are you. Naturally, we see eye to eye. Guess what? Corruption. 
We're going to drive it out of town. Going who out? Me and you. What way? Pamphlets? Pamphlets and love. Love it out of town? <laughs> love, corruption out of town. That's right. We're going to get banners, and we're going to sing songs, and we're going to march on old John Lahr, who's been running things here too long as it is. Yes, sir. I'm with you, buddy. How many others? Go on, Mr. Stone. Give him support. I'm strictly an observer, Miss Jewel. I thought you worked for us. Well, oh, I am. I but... will, ma'am. I'm with you, mister. I'm with you. That's fine. What we need is to sing our song and get everybody in the against corruption mood. Page 13, everybody. Yes, page 13. Love corruption out of town. Tusher, tusher. Love corruption out of town. Any tusher way. Gone to work all night. Gone to work all day. With love corruption out of town. Any tusher way. NBC is bringing you Night Beat, starring Frank Lovejoy as Randy Stone. The old song says, keep the home fires burning. And unfortunately, the home fires do keep burning. 340,000 homes are destroyed by fire in this country every year, with a loss of 11,000 lives and hundreds of millions of dollars. And yet, a simple, regular check through your home for possible causes of fire will eliminate the possibility of a costly and tragic blaze. Now, there are five simple rules for protecting your home against fire. One, don't smoke in bed or discard lighted cigarettes carelessly. Two, clean out old rags, papers, and other inflammable debris. Three, repair or replace defective electric wiring or equipment promptly. Four, use non-inflammable cleaning fluids. And five, Keep matches in a safe place and out of the reach of small children. These simple rules are almost 100% protection against fire. Follow them in your home. Keep the home fires out. Don't gamble with fire. The odds are against you. And now, back to Nightbeat and Randy Stone. It's difficult to explain the rapid growth of Ben Tusher's Love Against Corruption campaign. Every time Ben Tusher spoke, he evoked more laughter than friends. And yet, by the end of a month, Ben boasted a political party of 2,300, plus countless donors of a dime or more to the party coffers. Major political organizations made bids at coalition, but Ben would have none of them. Perhaps the party's growth was due to the state of corruption... Perhaps it was the people's constant desire for crusade. But my guess is a large part was due to the dynamic personality of Ben himself. He began to branch out. Love Against Corruption headquarters blossomed in all parts of the city. Ben left the Van Buren Street Hotel and moved to nicer quarters deeper in the loop. Since Love Against Corruption was news, the star printed story and pictures. Ben was delighted. Just look here, Mr. Stone. Letters from all over the city just because of that newspaper article you wrote. Mr. Stone, I sure appreciate your help. Well, I've got to be honest, Ben. I, I didn't write it to help. Your party is big news. Well, be that as it was, it sure got the right results. Hey, the parade's today. Look at here at these banners. The Love Against Corruption Party. Love Corruption Out, Vote the Party In. Yeah, 
Ain't that sign a pretty shade of blue, though? Yeah, it sure is. But I just don't get it, Ben. What's that? Well, the love angle. We love John Lahr. Can't say we hate him. That's slander. No, but still... Can't say he's a criminal. No proof. I guess so. Got to publicize his name so people know him for what he is. So you say you love him? Everybody knows we don't mean it. That's where the love angle comes in. Uh, that's logical. Parade's gonna be a dilly. Oh, Lara isn't gonna like this. Why don't you... Why don't you just mention that you're against corruption? No need to be specific. After all, without proof... Great and growing party, Mr. Stone. Grab a sign. No, thanks. I'll, I'll watch. Oh, I understand, Mr. Stone. The paper. Yeah, that's right. Now, about Lara... Don't I... you worry, Mr. Stone. Oh, Ben, don't antagonize him. There are other ways. The law will get him eventually. Income tax, maybe. Why stick your neck out? Mr. Stone, you don't sound much like a fighter. Well, the odds are a thousand to one, Ben. Not if you know how to use love. Oh, Ben. Now don't, Mr. Stone. Don't sell that technique down the river. Well, how are you going to do it? Poor Mr. Lar. I sure do pity him. He's never seen love work before. Hey, it's two o'clock. We got a march. Where's my white hat? was broken up by the police before they got a block. And the reason was simple, no permit. Ben admitted he'd overlooked one small detail, but that disappointment didn't bother him long. His party workers with their blue ribbons and white hats took their banners and spread themselves over the city until there was hardly a block that didn't have a love against corruption or marching down the walk. That night, Ben, Miss Jewell, and I had dinner in Ben's room. Miss Jewell had added a verse to the old gray mare. My pitch pipe, I put it somewhere. Now we're... Oh, here we are right around my neck. Isn't that silly? <laughs> oh, John Lar, he ain't what he used to be. Ain't what he used to be. Ain't what he used to be. Old oh, John Lar, he ain't what he used to be in good old Chicago. Yeah, that's wonderful, Miss Jewell. Just great. Got the common touch. What do you think, Mr. Stone? Expressive. Uh, probably the waiter. Always rush in to take away the tray. I ain't finished yet. Come on in. Listen, we ain't finished yet. We, Mr. Lar. I hope we're not disturbing your meal, Mr. Tusher. Not at all. Come on in. Come on in, boys. I'm afraid we don't have too many chairs in here. Some of you'll have to sit on the bed. You can sit on the bed, boys. Kind of late for you to be out, isn't it, Lar? I keep funny hours, Mr. Stone. Mr. Tusher, I came here to talk a little sense. That parade today, those people with banners blacking my name up around town. You know the penalty for inciting to riot? You know what slander means? It wasn't a riot and it wasn't slander. All we said was, we love you. That's very funny. Come on, Lara, what's your pitch? You ought to know better than to get mixed up in this kind of phony routine, Stone. I don't think the Chicago Star would like it. I'm a traveling correspondent with the outfit. I'm glad you came, Mr. Lar. It's time for the second warning. It is, huh? Yes, sir. Out of town in ten days. Ten days? Well, that's very generous of you. Because unless you are, you're going to be loved out of town. Loved out of town? That's right, sir. Loved out of town. You're asking for plenty, Tusher. Plenty of what? They're liable to find a couple of bodies around that weren't around before. <laughs> When Lara made a threat, implied or otherwise, it usually could be taken seriously. I begged Ben to take it easy, but Lara's visit only made him angrier. 
The next night, Ben gathered his forces before him in a rented auditorium and gave them the pitch. Quiet, please. Last night, John Lahr threatened me with my life. Now, I would like to remind you of a law. That law states that every citizen can make an arrest. This is going to be our answer to his threats. We're going to watch Mr. Lahr night and day. We're going to become students of every law, city, state, or federal, that applies to Chicago. We're going to arrest Mr. Lahr every time he breaks one of them. And with our phone calls and telegrams and love letters, we're going to tie up his lines of communications just like they do to the enemies in wartime. For your specific duties, see your precinct captains. They'll tell you your hours and what your work is going to be. Now, just remember... Ladies and gentlemen, I... The shot had come from somewhere in the crowd. Ben slumped forward over the podium. I rushed over and put him on the floor. The place became bedlam. Police rushed in and herded the audience out into the street. When the ambulance came, the doctor said the bullet was lodged in Ben's right shoulder. That was a lucky break for Ben. In a couple of days, I went to see him at the hospital. He was pale, but the old spirit was still there. Just missed the lung, the doctor said. Ben, you're going to get yourself killed. You can't kill 10,000 people. The campaign's been going great ever since that meeting. We've already arrested Lahr three times. You what? Sure. Once for throwing away a gum wrapper. Once for speeding. He was going 26 in a 25-mile zone. The police have been wonderful. They're just waiting for us to really get something on him. But the thing that's killing Lahr is love. Love? Hmm? We do everything with love. When we send letters, it's with love. We send telegrams, it's with love. We call on the phone, it's with love. When we arrest him and take him down the station, we keep telling him how much we love him. What, what, what time is it? Yeah, it's about 3.30. See, you're in luck. Yeah? He leaves his office at 4. Gives you a half hour to get down there and watch the way the campaign's working. That's a good idea. I, I want to see John Lahr anyhow. I'll see you later, Ben. Okay, Mr. Stone. Maybe you'll be in time for a citizen's arrest. John Lahr's office, respectfully titled the Lahr Securities and Investment Corporation, was located on the 38th floor of one of LaSalle Street's taller buildings. Love against corruption is where everywhere. Riding the elevators, standing outside with banners, across the street opposite Lars office windows in a rented suite of rooms with loudspeakers blaring out their love. I went inside the office. Ed, the top strong arm, met me as I came in. Hold it, Stone. Oh, hi, Eddie. How are things? Go back to your friends. That's no way to talk, Eddie. I came in for an interview. I'm purely a neutral observer. I'd like to get both sides. Sorry, the boss is all tied up. Okay, can't say I didn't try. Eddie, where are those aspirin I told you to... Stone, is that you? Yeah, it's me. Well, come on in here. I want to talk to you. Sure. Excuse me, Eddie. Neutral observer, my eye. Come on in, Stone. I'm glad you got here. Now, sit down. Thanks. I've been trying to reach you for days. Listen, you seem to have some influence with this maniac. I... I'm desperate. Because of a few love letters? I'd be ashamed, Lord. Yeah, the doctor says much more of this and I might not last out the year. It's my heart. That noise is driving me crazy. Well, maybe a change of climate. 
Yeah, I say. It's only a beginning. There's a law against threatening phone calls. Oh, if they'd only threaten me, but they don't. They just call me to tell me how much they love me. It's driving me crazy. To say nothing of the telegrams. Easter telegrams, Christmas telegrams, happy birthday, pleasant 25th wedding anniversary. All my boys are so busy sorting the telegrams in the mail, they haven't done a lick of work for days. And the arrests? I step off the curb. They arrest me for jaywalking. Stone, you've got to get rid of him. Well, I'm afraid there's not much even he can do at this point, Law. It's gotten out of hand. Yes, you're probably right. I sympathize with you. I've beaten back the biggest gangs in the country. Gun battles, 15 men to one. The police never touched me. But this, I, I don't know how to fight it, Stone. Nothing like this has ever happened to me before. Doctor says maybe a vacation. Hey, now there's an idea. Of course. Of course it happened. What? What's the matter? Krautfine spilled the beans. What? Yeah, the whole works. Are you sure? Absolutely. How did it happen? Well, he couldn't help it, boss. It was a third degree. They gave him the third degree. Who, the cops? No, the women. The women? Yeah, he was coming home from the office, just walking along, and then it happened. It was horrible. They got him up against a wall, and then they started at him, closing in on him. Big women, small women, long women, short women. They were singing, shouting, fat women, ugly women. They loved it out of him, everything. They loved every bit of information out of him. I, I, I don't blame him, boss. He couldn't help it. It could have happened to any one of us. Oh, no. Boss, we got to clear out. Now, lock, stock... And barrel? Right. Come on, boss. Well, don't just sit there, Stone. Tell you what I'll do, Lar. What? I'll help you pack. The last time I saw Mr. John Lar. He was sneaking aboard an eastbound plane. He had a one-way ticket. It's difficult to describe the way Mr. Lar looked that evening. After a month of letters of love, telegrams of love, serenades of love, Chicago's underworld king was a shadow of his former self. He was pale, his face was drawn, and there were deep black circles about his eyes. His whole body was racked with a small trembling. I returned to the hospital bed and reported the news to Ben Tusher. You let him get away? They'll pick him up, Ben. Where'd he go? I gotta find out. I gotta go there and... That's what you think. Sweetie! Don't use sweetie me, you old fool. Now, sweetie, I didn't mean... Uh, running away from home like that, leave me without a word, getting tied up with these city dudes. City dudes? Uh, this ain't no city dude. This Randy Stone, he's with Stone, the... Stone, eh? You just listen here, Stone. Ben's a good man. Don't you try getting him tied up with the rest of you gangsters up here. Now, Mrs. Tusher... Look at them eyes. I can tell just looking at you what kind of a man you are. Slick. Wouldn't trust you worth a penny. Oh, please, sweetie. Now but... you get yourself out of that bed and put some clothes on. You're coming home. No more falderall. Can't let you out of my sight a second. I knew you'd meet up with these kind of people up here in the big city getting lots of trouble. What you been doing? Reforming again? <laughs> So Ben Tusher's left town, hauled home by the ear. As for big tough John Lahr, when he and his boys landed in Albany, a branch of love against corruption sang him right into the arms of the local police. So here's to the reformer. Maybe he doesn't wear a white hat and sport a blue banner. Maybe he's just the guy down the block who's found something he doesn't like and he wants to do something about it. Let's put it this way. The strength of a democracy might well be measured by the number of people working to keep it alive. 
Copy, boy. Nightbeat, starring Frank Lovejoy, is produced and directed by Warren Lewis. Tonight's transcribed story was written by David Ellis with music by Robert Armbruster. The part of Ben Tusher was played by Ed Begley. Others featured were Betty Moran, Jeanette Nolan, Paul Fries, and Bill Conrad. Listen next week at this time and every week as Randy Stone searches through the city for the strange stories waiting for him in the darkness. Next week on most NBC stations, you will hear Nightbeat at a new time, but on this same day, Thursday. So make a note to join Randy Stone and Nightbeat next Thursday at the new time. Consult your local newspaper for broadcast time and be sure to join us on the same day, but at the new time, next week for Nightbeat. Three chimes mean good times on NBC. In this election year, this station is making it possible for you to follow the campaign of the next president on NBC. Tuesday, July 1st. Be sure to hear another of NBC's pre-convention special broadcasts. This program is called Convention City, and it will offer you a complete description of the arrangements being made in Chicago, the host city of both the Republican and Democratic political conventions this year. You'll want to hear this special broadcast and learn more about the city of Chicago, the site of these important conventions. Be sure to hear Convention City next Tuesday. Another special program brought to you so you may follow the campaign of the next president on NBC. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. This is Andrea J. Graham, author of the Web Surface series. Oh, and a man's wife. You're listening to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. Welcome back. A memorable performance from Ed Begley in this one, who creates a very uh, interesting character, applying some old-fashioned tactics to a modern situation, at least for the listeners of the day. Uh, this is probably about as political as Randy Stone gets, uh, and that's you know one of the great things about the series. Here, the theme is corruption, which is something you'll hear a lot in uh, Golden Age uh, entertainment, because corruption's a pretty safe target. Now we turn to listener comments and feedback. Joey says, I love all the Christmas specials, but I especially love this episode in reference to Five Days Awesomeness. The little boy was wise beyond his years. I listened to it last year and continue to listen to it every year. Thanks for tugging at the heart. Well, thanks so much, Joe. I'm glad you enjoyed it. And I'd agree uh, the actions of the child in that episode are very unique. And it shows a lot of kindness and grace. And yeah, wisdom. That's a good word, too. All right. Well, that will actually do it for today. 
Join us back here tomorrow, Rocky Fortune, and then next Monday, another episode of Not Beat. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.